Um, last time I spoke, which was actually the, the first in-person service that we had um, in, in this building, um, I, I gave a prophetic word, uh, which was about the favor of God. I don't know who was there for that service or who saw, I, we sent out the prophetic word that the following day, or it may even have been that evening on, on social media and email. So I think many of you, either you were here or you saw the, the, the word up on, on email or online in some way. And I was talking about the favor of God and how God wants to kiss our lives with his favor. That favor wants to come and, and kiss our homes, kiss our finances. And God wants to marry us with his favor. And that that favor flows out of our union and our fellowship with God. And I just want to carry on talking a little bit tonight about the favor of God. Is that okay? Um, and I, I was reading this um, just in, in my own kind of devotional readings this week. Um, Psalm 90, verse 17, it says this, May the favor of the Lord our God rest upon us, establish the work of our hands for us. And then it says it again, Yes, establish the work of our hands. I mean, read that again. May the favor of the Lord our God rest upon us. Can we all say amen to that tonight? Establish the work of our hands for us. Yes, establish the work of our hands. The Passion Translation says, God give us success in all that we do. Isn't that a wonderful prayer to pray? Um, but, but this phrase here that's repeated twice, God establish the work of our hands. It's a powerful, powerful prayer to pray. It's speaking about endurance. It's speaking about consistency. It's speaking about something that will remain. Um, it's a building word. And who knows that every one of us in some capacity, we are building something. You may be building a career. You may be building a business. You may be building a home, a family, a marriage. Um, all of us are building lives uh, with Jesus as our foundation. We are building lives that, that are living for him and want to glorify him. Amen? And this verse tells us, God, it's a prayer. God, establish the work of our hands. In other words, what I'm building... I don't want it just to be kind of a flash in the pan. I don't want it to just be a temporary season of success. But actually, I want to build something that's going to last for eternity. I want to build something that endures. I want to build something um, that lasts. I want, to, I want to live a life of faithfulness and consistency. Can we say amen to that tonight? We speak about the kingdom of God establishing what God is doing. Um, there's a ministry that I know, um, and um, for, for a number of years, they were going into a, a country um, doing short-term mission trips. So they were going for a week or two weeks, and they would do missions work, but, but that was kind of the extent of their work in, in that particular country. And about 18 months ago, I was just praying for this ministry, and God gave me this scripture. And so I text the person that, that, that leads that ministry, and I said, regarding this nation, I believe that God is about to establish you in the land. 
This is, in other words, this is not just going to be about kind of going in for a week or two weeks, but God was going to establish something. Uh, well, the team went out on their mission trip and they came back and they immediately got in touch. They said, while we were there, God enabled us to buy a, a piece of land. We've now got a factory on that land. We've now got a children's home on that land. Now God has, has fulfilled that word. He has established our work in that particular land. As I was praying this week, I really felt to, to pray of a revived church that this was going to be a decade of establishment that we've had, uh, we've had a decade of pioneering and adventuring and, uh, and, uh, and mission and doing all kinds of things spread out of the region. And of course, we're still going to do that. That's part of who we are and what we're called to do. But I really felt that this was going to be a decade of establishment where God was going uh, to establish ministries that weren't just going to be for a season, but actually they were going to be generational that God was going to establish ministries that were not just going to affect this generation, but the coming generations as well. Can you see amen to that? Um, this word establish, it's the, it's the Hebrew word um, kun, K-U-N. And it means to be firm, to be steadfast, or to be fixed. In other words, the idea is that no matter what you build, when God's favor is upon it, it, he will enable it. No matter what storms come, it will be fixed. It will be established. It will be steadfast. It will endure. And the parable that immediately came to mind was the story that Jesus told about the two builders. You all know that story? Uh, that two men build a house. And on the surface, both houses look great. But one house is built on sand. One house is built on rock. And when the storms come, when the wind and the waves come, cause a house that's built on the sand collapses. But the house that is built on the rock, it is, uh, it is steadfast. It is established. No matter what batters against that house, it remains strong. It remains firm. It endures. That is what the favor of God will enable each one of us to live that kind of life. That no matter what storms come, no matter what difficulties come, no matter what problems come, when the favor of God is upon what we are building, what we are building will stand strong. What we are building will, will endure. It will remain. It will be fixed. It will be steadfast. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't always equate storms and favor. I don't always equate difficulties and problems with favor. And yet, actually, that's a very biblical link. I don't know about you, but my default position, have you ever found yourself in a storm? I don't just mean a literal storm. I mean a metaphor for a difficult time, a difficult season. Anybody here, I've just noticed there's people on the balcony. Hello. You're slightly better looking as well. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep looking at you guys as well. Um, um, have you ever been through, have you ever had to go through some stuff? Yeah? Now, my default position whenever I go through a storm is to think that 
it's the devil attacking me and I rebuke the devil and I rebuke the demons. Or I can sometimes think that, that I'm going through that storm because the favor of God has lifted off of my life. Have you ever thought that? Have you ever thought if God's favor was upon me, then I wouldn't be going through this? Sometimes, you know, God comes with a prophetic word like the one I shared a few weeks ago. God's going to marry you to favor. And you think, wonderful, nice, sunny days, strolling in the park, not a care in the world, not a problem, no more financial worries, no more marriage problems, no more ministry worries. Everything's going to be wonderful because God's favor is upon me. But actually, that's not what the Bible shows us at all. You think about, we quoted it a few weeks ago, Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. What did he have to go through? A storm that wiped out the entire planet. Apart from him and his family, he had to spend weeks on end in self-isolation with some animals. That, that doesn't sound like fun to me. You think of Joseph. The favor of God was upon Joseph, and yet he found himself in prison, falsely accused of something that he'd not done. He found himself sold into slavery by his brothers. You think of Daniel. The favor of God was upon Daniel, and yet Daniel found himself in captivity in Babylon. Many times in the Bible, favor, the favor of God, is often linked with storms, with difficulty, with challenges, with problems. One of my favorite scriptures um, is Psalm 5. There's an incredible promise. Um, it says, you surround uh, the righteous with favor like a shield. Your favor surrounds me like a shield. It's an incredible promise from God. In fact, um, our home at the moment, Laura's just designing some new canvases and artwork. And I, I said, as she said, have you got any, any, any Bible verses that I can kind of turn into some artwork and we can put on the wall? And I said, that verse, Psalm 5, you, you surround the righteous with favor like a shield. And I, I prayed for that and believed that and, and preached on that and quoted that. And it was only just a few Days ago, when God spoke to me, Andrew, when do you need a shield? Who knows you don't need a shield when you're kind of having a nice walk in the country. You don't need a shield when you're kind of sunbathing by the beach. You need a shield when you're in battle. You need a shield when the enemy is coming against you. What is God saying? When my favor is upon you, you better get ready for a fight. When my favor is upon you, you better get ready for the enemy to throw some stuff at you. You think of Mary in the New Testament, Mary, the mother of Jesus. The angel Gabriel turns up to her with an incredible word. Greetings, you who are highly favored. I don't know about you, but if, if the angel Gabriel turned up in my bedroom tonight and said, Andrew, you are highly favored, I'd be praising God. I'd be doing somersaults around the living room. I'd certainly be updating my Facebook status. I'd be thinking, wow, what an incredible, everything's going to be wonderful. 
But what was Mary's response? She was greatly troubled at his words. See, Mary was a little bit more clued up than than certainly I am. Mary knew that favor equals trouble. Mary knew that this promise of favor didn't mean that life was going to be easy. It meant that trouble was going to come. You see, here is our mistake when it comes to the favor of God. When God says, I am going to favor you, we often think that what that means is God is going to put us in a favorable environment. But that is not the case. Favor is something that rests upon us regardless of our environment. So sometimes God will put you in hell. God can put you in a, in a prison. God can put you on an ark. God can put you in captivity. God can put you in a, in a terrible situation. But in that, his favor rests upon you. And the promise is that that favor surrounds you like a shield. So no matter what your environment is, you will overcome. You will be victorious. You will come through it. You will be strong. You will be blessed. And yes, you can even flourish even in the battle. You can come through powerfully. You can come through victoriously because his favor rests upon us. His favor will defend you and you will not be defeated or destroyed. But his favor will cause you to flourish even in the midst of pain or trouble. Some of you right now are going through some stuff. I mean, there's a sense in which we're all going through some stuff, right? Because of the situation that we're in. But some of you right now, it feels like you're in a real battle. It feels like you're in a real attack. Some of you right now, it may, be, it may be several weeks or months where it feels like your health has been under attack or your marriage has been under attack or your mental health has been under attack or your finances are under attack. And you might think, is it because God's favor has left me that I'm going through this? But no, I want to tell you, it's because of God's favor that you're going through this. Because the enemy is trying everything he can to rob you of the favor that's upon your life. The enemy doesn't fear you, but he fears the favor that's upon you. Because he knows that that favor can give you a kingdom influence, a kingdom impact that can change your world around you. So the enemy will try everything he can do to rob you of the favor of God. But do you know what? He can't do it. He cannot do it. It doesn't matter what, he, what situation the enemy puts you in. His favor lasts a lifetime. You are married to the favor of God. You remember that Joseph in the Old Testament was given a cloak of favor, a robe of favor. And his brothers came and stripped that, that, that cloak of favor off of, it, off of him. And they must have thought, that's it. We've taken the cloak. The favor's gone from Joseph's life. What will become of his dreams right now? But you know, the favor was never dependent upon his coat. 
it was an anointing from God. And I'm so glad that the favor of God is not dependent upon my external circumstances. The favor of God is not dependent upon my health, upon my bank account, upon uh, you know my, my title or position in, in a church or ministry. The favor of God is an anointing from the Holy Spirit, a blessing from the Holy Spirit. And so right now, man may strip me of my cloak. The enemy may strip me of my cloak, but the favor of God cannot be lifted, cannot be broken off of my life. Amen. <clears throat> now let me, uh, let me read you a, a scripture from uh, Genesis 26. I'm reading this out of the Amplified Version. And this is a wonderful, wonderful example in the Bible of someone who flourished in a time of difficulty because of the favor that was upon his life. Genesis 26 says this, now there was a famine in the land of Canaan besides the previous famine that occurred in the days of Abraham. So Isaac went to Gerar to Abimelech, king of the Philistines. The Lord appeared to him and said, do not go down to Egypt. Stay in the land in which I will tell you. Live temporarily as a resident in this land and I will be with you and I will bless you and I will favor you. For I will give all these lands to you and to your descendants, and I will establish and carry out the oath which I swore to Abraham, your father. Then a little bit later on it says this, Then Isaac planted seed in that land as a farmer, and reaped in the same year a hundred times as much as he had planted. And the Lord blessed and favored him. A couple of things I just want to pull out of, of these verses. First thing is this, notice that Isaac is in, is, in, is in land that is going through a famine. Now who knows that the natural thing, the obvious thing to do, if you're in a place where there's famine, is to leave and go somewhere where there isn't a famine. But God spoke to Isaac and said, no, stay here where there's a famine, where there's a drought, Stay here, and my favor upon your life will cause you to flourish even in a place where there is famine. Where in this place of famine, I will do something miraculous. I will do something supernatural. I will not only provide and meet your needs, but I will give you an abundance. This, friends, is the favor factor. This is the God factor, that when all around is barren, I will flourish. When everything is dead, I will have life. Where all around me there is lack, I will experience abundance. Who knows that sometimes when you're in famine, the easiest thing and the obvious thing is to leave. To leave that church, to leave that marriage, to leave that job, to leave that place, because everything's just dead. But the favor of God can cause you to flourish even where there's death. The favor of God can cause you to live in abundance even when in the natural there's nothing there anymore. But 
Isaac had to do something in order to see the favor come to pass. He had to plant seed. The Bible says that he planted seed even in the time of famine and he reaped a hundredfold more than anyone else. Isn't that, that's favor, right? Now who knows, it makes no sense to plant seed when there's a famine. In fact, some would say it's a waste of seed. Isaac, just keep your seed for another year and when this famine is over, then plant it. It's just all that work, all that effort, all that energy for nothing. But Isaac knew something, that God cannot favor where there's no seed. And that if I can do what I can do, if I can sow the seed, then that's when the favor factor comes in. That's when the God factor comes in. And I want to encourage you right now that even when it makes no sense in the natural, get your seed in the ground. Even when it makes no sense, even while you're in a time of famine, that is the time to sow seed. That is the time to get your shovel and start to dig and to get those roots of faith in the ground. Friends, when you don't feel like praying, that's the time to pray. When you don't feel like reading the word, that's the time to read the word. When you don't feel like singing and worshipping, that's the time to worship. When you don't feel like coming to church, that's when you, you get to church. When you don't feel... Or you don't feel like that you're able to give, that's the time to give. When you don't feel like serving, that's the time to serve. Friends, if you can sow seed, even in famine, you are positioning your life for a harvest. It's the easiest thing just to give up, to hide your seed. It's the easiest thing to walk out of that marriage, to walk out of that job, to walk out of that church. But friends, when you say something, you know what? I might be going through a famine right now, but I'm going to take my seed of the word of God. I'm going to take my seed of faith. I'm going to take my seed of obedience. And even though it appears like nothing's happening, I'm going to dig. I'm going to plant. I'm going to sow and trust that the favor of God will do what I cannot do. You are positioning your life for a harvest. You are positioning your life for a miracle. And I, I want to close uh, with this scripture. It's in Proverbs 16, verse 15. And this is another beautiful promise from God regarding his favor. Proverbs 16, verse 15 says this. When a king's face brightens, it means life. His favor is like a rain cloud in spring. When a king's, uh, when a king's face brightens, it means life. His favor is like a rain cloud in spring. What is the king's favor like? It's like a rain cloud in spring. The spring rains were highly significant in that culture because they were the rains that came to bring harvest.
There will be the winter rains that broke up the hard ground, but then the spring rains were the rains just before the harvest. When the, when, when the farmer saw the spring rains coming in, he knew harvest was on the way. And the Bible tells us that that is what God's favor is like. And so I want to prophesy over someone tonight who's been going through a barren season, who's, who feels like you are living in a time of famine. And I want to declare over you right now, rain is coming. I want to declare over you right now the king's favor like rain. You have sown seed even in the dry times. You have been obedient in the hard times. You have kept going even in the barren times. And now God is about to rain on your seed. God is about to cause things to flourish and blossom and come back to life again.